Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to the Inside Connection, coming to you live from L.A. on this very cloudy and cooler late summer day. We are getting ready to go into Virgo almost, Christina Martin. How are you tonight? I am doing great. I was just thinking about that on my um, ride home. I was out and about town today, and I came home, and I was looking at the sky, and it's cool. It's a nice 80 degrees Fahrenheit here, and we have that for the next week, which is just a treat for us. Yeah, it was cooler than that over here on the west side. It was in the mid-70s, which seemed really kind of weird for this time of the year, but, you know, Mm -hmm. they thought it might rain. I was like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Anyway, we're not here to talk about L.A. weather. We're here to talk about astrology. And like I said, we only have about four days left, three days and change of the sun in Leo. And the Mm. big summer of 2021 is coming to a close. Yes. The curtains are being drawn. Yes. It's curtains. The (laughs) summer of 2021. Yeah. Today, right. today felt like that. Today felt like that. It was a little bit of autumn. I worked with somebody in New York, and they said, oh, you know, I can look out across the, the street and see a little park that's near my office, and the leaves are looking a little tired, a little burned up, you know, and they're mm. going to turn and fall soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Summer, has, summer has a way of doing that. So, <laughs> yeah, too much sun another metaphor for living in Los Angeles. So, you know, I picked this show topic tonight because I noticed early this morning that Mercury was really perfectly conjunct Mars in Virgo for our show. Like, it's Mm. super close, right? Seven minutes away. Like, that. that's a degree, not seven minutes of time, but like a little teeny, teeny portion of one degree, like of measurement. And... It just got me thinking about how so much about astrology and also the energy that that, that goes along with astrology that we're all present for and capable of using is very dependent upon these alignments. Mm, Yeah, I like that. I mean, so we typically can like have an interpretation for each planet and each sign, but there's certain planets and certain alignments that are, um, how do you say? I mean, they, they just work out well. They, um, planets enjoy being in certain signs or enjoy, um, creating different aspects or angles to some of the other relationships aspects are like the relationship between one planet and another so yeah it's just like people you know some Mm. planets mix well together some signs mix well together planets are always in signs always because the planets travel in front of the zodiac so they're always in one of the 12 famous astrology signs that's why they're so famous because Mm. the planets are always in front of them including the sun and the moon, again, for the millionth time. We know that the sun and the moon are not planets, but we lump them in there as astrologers, and that's fine. And, um, yeah, the alignment is constantly changing. Right. 
Right. Just like us, just like our seasons, just like the, you know, uh, we're the mirror, we're the cyclical mirror of all of this orchestra of planets above us. So love that. I like to say that the planets moving around the sun and hence around the earth, because from the earth's point of view, everything is revolving around us, that the planet's movement around the earth are, is like a clock with 10 hands. Hmm. And um, you then, you know, can learn a lot about yourself and the environment that you're in. If you can just tell time. (laughs) So good. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, dig into what exactly all those different hands of the clock mean. Yep. Exactly. Yep. We we have a, a it's it's not exact. We don't have an exact um uh actually we do. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Wow, there's an exact grand trine in Earth right now." with the moon in Capricorn at 11, Mercury and Mars in Virgo at 12, and Uranus and Taurus at 14. So, yeah. So that's another aspect, right, is that Mm -hmm. the planets are aligned around the Earth in what's called an equilateral triangle, meaning that all the planets are exactly 120 degrees from each other, and it's a it's a triangle that has equal angles between all of the arms. All three arms are exactly spaced around each other in the exact same way, like an equal triangle, like not like a right triangle, like that kind of triangle, but more like a, like a triangle that you use to, to call the cows home when they're out in the field, like a triangle, (laughs) like the instrument triangle. Right. Well, you know, there's different kinds of triangles. Yes. Yes, there are. Well, and so isn't the triangle too like one of the strongest shapes, right? It, it holds it is. support of all the other two points or, you know, one point holds the support of the other two. So, yeah. And we have one of those right now while we're talking. So we're doing this auspicious, uh, you know, show about astrological aspects and the way in which they influence us. And lo and behold, I look up and I didn't even realize there was a grand trine in Earth, which is a very powerful, stable um, aspect between planets. And all three Earth signs are strongly represented right now in a perfect triangle. When we talk about Earth signs, right, we talk about practicality, Mm -hmm. right? And we talk about stability. Mm-hmm. And then we can break it down into the Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn parts, which have to do with our values, our service back out towards others, and our reputation in the community. Mm-hmm. So all three of those things are present right now for you and me. We certainly express our values, right? We do mm-hmm. a service back to the community, and we have a reputation for delivering Excellent and spot-on astrological predictions and insight. <laughs> yes, yes, all three embodied in us right now. You didn't even There's know you were listening to. There's a little bit of that too. Leo there, right? Can you feel a little bit of that Leo energy? Yes, it's still three <laughs> days away to Virgo, but there's still at the top of the chart a very strong planet, the Sun, which we know yes. is a star in Leo. The star, right. So we have to do star power, too. We can't leave that out. 
Yeah. The sun, our star. We are revolving around one, right? Of all uh-huh. the billions and billions and billions. I had a whole like thing in my mind about astrology and um, the like the efficacy of astrology and if you were to have a conversation with a non-believer, um, you know, what might you say to them? And, you know, one of the things I always say is that to, to myself is that in, on the, on the broader level of like life in general, like, don't you believe that, that, you know, elephants have a purpose and giraffes have a purpose and they were created for a specific reason and they found their niche. And so the alignment of the planets is also not something random. It's like, it's the conversation about, you know, are these things random or Mm. do these things have a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Were they, were they created because there was a niche for them to be created in just like you and me. Right. Just like you and me, I know uh, too much kind of a, like a crazy tangent and I'm not, I don't really want to go off on a crazy tangent, but when mm-hmm. you think about each individual life, your life and my life and who we are and what we were created from, right. Two cells mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out of, out of a billion choices, practically, right. Almost mm-hmm. 1 billion possibilities. And if it had been any other two cells, it wouldn't be you and me. Mm-hmm. So we can either look at that as random mm-hmm. or we could say there was a niche at, that was created for us to step into, mm-hmm. right? For whatever it is that we're going to do, whatever it is that we're going to create, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we could talk about Los Angeles Astrology School. There was a niche for the Los Angeles Astrology School to be created, if I hadn't been created and you hadn't been created, then there might not be a Los Angeles astrology school. So then right. therefore we had to be created to be able to create all that we have. Yeah. And that's the biggest part of the conversation about the astrological alignment is, isn't it telling us and showing us something about a niche opportunity of energy that we can all embrace and, and encapsulate and harness in order to be able to further whatever our own particular goal and purpose is. Mm, I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. We have such journeys here on, you know, planet earth and this body that we represent. So um, taking that away, having that be purposeful. I mean, that's one of the main, you know, I, People spend their whole lives, literally, you know, 90 years of their life trying to figure out what the purpose is, what the meaning is, refusing to accept that it's just all chaos. So, Right. And it's right there. It's right there in the alignment. It's definitely in the alignment of your own birth chart, right? Mm-hmm. Like your birth chart reveals why it is that you came here because it's a picture of who you are. That's what I always say, right? The chart does not create us. We are not under the influence of the stars. We are who we are, and we happen to get born at an astrological alignment that absolutely reflects that about us. Mm, so First good. you make the roads. 
first you make the roads, then you draw the map. Ah, we are the roads. We are the journey takers. We are the journey takers. I love it. Exactly. And the chart then is only a gift of a, of an opportunity to say, okay, well, this is who you are. And the way in which the planets were aligned miraculously reflects that. It shows us mm. that. Mm. Yes, it does. You know, but the same people who believe in random theory don't believe in miracles. Ah, uh, we do have. So to even using the word miraculous that. is alienating for them. Miraculous. They miracles. think it's all yeah. random, and they don't think there's any such thing as a miracle. Right. Right, which is sad, a sad way to live because miracles are exciting and... Boo-hoo, boo-hoo sad emoji. <laughs> yes, one, crying one emoji. Tear, one, one blue teardrop emoji, for sure, <laughs> for them. Yeah, missing out. <laughs> missing out those people. There's some exactly. good stuff but in miracles. That's okay. We wish them well on their journey of oblivion and randomness. Oblivion, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we all get there. We will all get there. Some of us will just have a better ride than others. <laughs> so just a little bit of water in the chart, Neptune, right, in Pisces. Yeah, yeah. Neptune in Pisces. Making a nice aspect to Pluto. That aspect is called a sextile, which means that mm-hmm. it's like 60 degrees away. Mm-hmm. It's usually positive, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, I think, globally and intuitive amount of work that we can be doing, right? Capricorn's very dedicated, an intuitive amount of responsibility that we all have. Capricorn is mm. responsible, right? We use that word intuition for Neptune and that into uh, Neptune and Pisces and Pisces and Capricorn are sextile for a reason. You know, they go well what? together because the sensitivity of Pisces could allow Capricorn to know what they might want to work hard on, right? Capricorn is a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So I love those that. are is that nice? Yeah, that exactly. is nice. And they're they're both concerned too, I think, with with um, you know, outer outside of themselves, the people outside of themselves and the world outside of themselves. There's a commonality there too. Just going Cap- about it. Capricorn and Pisces? Yeah. 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 I just finished writing about Capricorn. I wrote a whole big um chapter about Capricorn and, and in the end, you know, I was talking about how they they create such a reliable presence for themselves that that's all we really need from them. Knowing that they're around is mm. enough to make us feel comforted because we know what they're capable of doing. Mm. We know, like the, we know, we're we're, we're taken care of in, yeah. an, in an extremely practical and responsible way by Capricorn. Yes, different different when... than different than Cancer. Yes, yeah. When we Capricorn, knowing their own limits. When we when we know someone's limits, when they know their own limits, that's extremely helpful. It's really reliable. It feels it feels um, strong. I agree. I totally agree. It's nice. Yeah. Not yeah. Capricorn, you know, not the not the sign that doesn't show up on time that you have to ask to do 
something twice that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not, that's not how it happens with Capricorn. It happens mm-hmm. with, they know how to get the job done and they get it done. So yeah, in that sense, very socially conscious and very organized around um, helpfulness in, in that way. They like their own personal status, the status of being the authority, the responsible authority that can be relied on by others. They like that. They want to achieve that level of, of, of status, but it's not for the limelight. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not looking for, for fame out of that. Or praise. Right. 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 And, and you know, how nice for Pisces to, because Pisces knows, uh, you know, the burden of of people as well, of, of the public, of yeah. other human beings. Yeah. And so... They both share that. Right, right. I think I even wrote, you know, that Capricorn is not an empath, but they, what they do have is understanding. They can at least observe what it is that you're going through and connect with the seriousness of it mm, because it's mm-hmm. a very serious sign. So while, mm. they may, while they may not be able to stand there really and feel, you know, what, what you're mm-hmm. feeling because it's not an empathic experience, they can look and while well, some signs might be very dismissive or narcissistic or, you know, mm. and not really understand what you're going through at all, just give you an eye roll and walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think the earth signs have some capacity to understand what it is that we're going through. I just noticed that there's another grand trine <laughs> between Venus, Saturn and the moon's north node. Wow. Yeah. So there's also a grand trine in air. Um, Venus is in Libra and Saturn is in Aquarius and the moon's north node, which is the destiny point, is in Gemini. And all three air signs are represented within the orb of allowable, you know, um, distance. They're, they're, they're very close. As a matter of fact, over the next couple of days, that grand trine in air will get closer and closer to being very exact. How as Venus lovely. moves a little bit further forward, isn't that amazing? Right. Two right. grand trines: one in Earth, one in air. So now there's that. Right. There's there's the language that we use on the radio show to communicate, Gemini. There's the partnership between you and me as co-hosts on the show, Venus and Libra. Mm-hmm. And then there's the community that we reach and that we teach and that we talk to, and that's Saturn in Aquarius. So you have the, 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 the two grand trines represented at any given moment in any aspect of any of our lives. We can find it. We can know how to use it and be present with it. So why do the planets align in the way they do? Because we do. Because we do. Right. Right. Exactly. I love I This is so exciting. I, it's just turning out so well. The air trine, our air triangle here, like, we, you know, we always have fun on this show, but it's such an interesting topic. You know, we this is a little off of what we normally do. So I, when you, like, shot me this little, you know, I saw the, the topic of the show, I was piqued my interest, you know, the little Gemini curiosity coming out. And Great. then excited to talk to you about it. So, Great. and then Great. share. 
share. So remember, before the show started, we even talked about what are these alignments, because we're talking about very small, very localized, auspicious, yes, grand trines, that's nothing to sneeze at, because they don't happen all the time, and there's two of them tonight, which is fantastic. And, of course, the moon, the grand trine and Earth won't last long, because the moon will move out of it pretty quickly. By tomorrow, uh-huh. that one will be over. And by uh-huh. next week, the air one will also be over, as uh-huh. um, the moon's north node is moving backwards now into Taurus. So, um, it's in the last part of um, of Gemini, and it will be heading into Taurus in not long, a couple of more months. So, but it will still move away from Saturn, and Saturn's going to go direct soon anyway. So it won't be at these low degrees. It's going to go into the twenties of Aquarius, and create a whole new level of change for a whole new group of people. Something that we can talk about when Saturn does go direct. Um, the later signs, you know, people who were born. Um, say between the 10th and the 20th of the month rather than people who were born between the 20th and the 10th of the next month. Uh-huh. Um, that would be the earlier, the earlier part of a sign. So Saturn is going to be going into the, the, you know, the middle of everybody's sign and it's going to, at, at different levels, create different experience for a lot of different people. So I was talking to you before the show about the biggest kinds of alignments, though, which is like the harmonic convergence, which was something that was very well-known and very famous that happened in Sedona in the early 2000s that linked the energy of all of the planets to a specific location, right? It activated Sedona as a spiritual place. And people came from all over the world at that time to go to Sedona because there was a harmonic alignment of the planets that was happening at that time. And Sedona was the epicenter of the energy. Wow. Yeah. Either that or it was just a great marketing tool. Oh. (laughs) Well... I'm sure all the people there made it amazing. So it's again. Well, have you been to to Sedona? I have, yes. So powerful, right? Yes, yes. What an intense place. What an amazing place. (laughs) Right. And so planetary alignments and energetic convergences happen all the time. Not like, you know, every day, but they do happen with enough frequency that like, look, you and I started a show and here we have two auspicious alignments tonight, as well as the other alignments, like the sun just moved into a square with Jupiter Right. So that's a completely different aspect. The sun in. Oh, sorry. In opposition. Right. The sun is in opposition. It's on the opposite side. So right now, tonight, Jupiter will be as bright as it can possibly be. And for those of you who haven't seen Jupiter, go outside at 10 o'clock, 1030 at night and look towards the southeast where the sun rises and you know, you're going to think you're seeing the biggest airplane you've ever seen landing in your city, but that's (laughs) Jupiter. That's Jupiter. It's a few inches up above the horizon. If you look at it for long enough, you will see that it is not moving. It's just there and it is not an airplane and it is definitely not a star. (laughs) No, so bright. It can blind you. I feel like I was looking at it the other day and I was like getting sucked in. It was yeah, so big and happy. Yep. yep. Yeah. Exciting to see. Very yeah. exciting. Bigger than a star. Interesting. 
So, you know, the sun in opposition to Jupiter, that's giving us an opportunity with the Leo Aquarius um, polarity, right? Sun and Leo, Jupiter and Aquarius. That's giving us an opportunity to really shine in our community, to shine our ideals, right? Because we know that um, Aquarius often just gets linked with friendship, but it's much more than that. Aquarius is the... um, the energy, the sign of idealism and um, philanthropy and humanitarianism and, you know, the highest mind and the highest form of human ideals and the way in which we could live. Um, the United States chart actually has moon in Aquarius. And so the Aquarian yeah. energy is very um, uh, present in uh, when you talk about people like uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, right? Our President's Day is in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. It's that third mm. Monday in February because we have so many presidents that were Aquarians and the way our, that our country is viewed as a humanitarian country around the world. So there is an opportunity for us to shine our beliefs and our ideals about the higher truths of humanity right now. You can grab a hold of that if you want to. You can preach and teach. Preach and teach. Preach it loud, David. Add some flair to it. We have we have Leo here, so maybe add some sparkle. But yeah, yeah, big warm Leo too. Use that yummy, you know, accepting, um, generous Leo energy that we all love, and um, use it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Lots so so much energy we can really harness. I mean, it happens all the time, um, you know, zoning in and focusing in on what planets are where and using the, that to the best of our knowledge. But um, these are good ones tonight. These are really good. Have we yeah. talked about Venus and Libra? Did we do that last week? I think we did a little. I like that one a lot, too, Venus being in one of our home signs. Someone and, sent me a picture of it yesterday. Someone sent me a picture of it. Oh. And they said, oh, I see Venus from my backyard. And it just went into Libra, didn't it? Question mark. And I wrote back, yes, it did. And Venus mm. is a completely separate thing entirely to see, which we can see. It's right there in the sky, also looking like a giant airplane, um, <laughs> right after the sunset. Can't miss Venus. Mm-hmm. It's in the western sky. The thing about Jupiter is that right around nine o'clock, nine thirty, you can start seeing it if you have an open view of the south, and mm-hmm. you can see it all night long. If you go out and look up, maybe at the top of the sky, you'll see it up there at midnight. If you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, you're going to see it setting just before the sun comes up. The thing yeah. about Venus is there's only a small window of opportunity to see it, and that's mm-hmm. going to be like right now, right, in in most places in the country, um, mm. because you have to you have to see Venus right after the sun sets, otherwise it sets right behind the sun and you will miss it. So you check out Venus anytime, say between eight PM and nine PM. I would say depending upon what time the sun is setting where you live, eight thirty to nine thirty PM. Um, is going to be your best view of it, and it needs to be just past dusk, but not so far that the sun has gone down, and then Venus becomes sort of blurry in the horizon, too mm. much uh, looking at it through too much Online. of the atmosphere. 
You need to uh-huh. look at planets through the thinnest part of the atmosphere possible to get the best view of them. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, we do love sunset colors, but we like the planets too. Yeah, lots of planets. Saturn mm-hmm. is up there with Jupiter. If you do go out and see Jupiter at night, then you look a little bit to the right, about three inches, four inches tops. Um, and you'll see a slightly dimmer orange what looks like a star, but is not a star. It's the planet Saturn. And you have to remember, Saturn is almost twice as far away from the sun as Jupiter is. Like, the distances out there are big. And that's why Saturn looks so much smaller, even though it's enormous. The distances distances get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Rapid, rapidly. Yeah. Incredible. The distance, again, like between Saturn and Uranus is like another whole astronomical unit. You know, it's an, it's an enormous distance. It's not like they're, they're, the planets are packed in next to each other. Well, unbelievable. Time flies when you're having fun. It's always good. It's always good to be on this show with you. I'm always so happy and pleased that we're here together. Um, the... Uh, People can find us at sageofstars.com and also at losangelesastrologyschool.com and they can find our new Instagram page, Los Angeles Astrology School, to get daily insights. We have daily insights, right, Christina? Every single day. Every day. Every single day. It's amazing. Go on there. It's a little tip about what you can do to capitalize on the energy of the day. And you can find that at Los Angeles Astrology School on Instagram. If you want to learn astrology, we have new beginner classes coming up. Write us and you'll find out more. I'm Dr. Craig Martin here with Christina Martin. Thanks for being here always. We'll look forward to seeing you next Wednesday on the Inside Connection. Have a lovely night.